0: go. It's May the 23rd, 2023. I'm Pastor Tom Baker and with me will be Mark Smith as we are going to examine the hymn, Come Holy Ghost, God and Lord.
1: is now outboard on each believer's mind and heart your fervent love to them impart Lord, by the brightness of your light in holy faith your church unite From every land and every tongue. This to your praise, O Lord, our God, is sung. Alleluia, alleluia. Alleluia. us to know, more God of right, and call him for honor with delight. From the freedom we us free, that none but Christ our Master be, that we All they
0: Come Holy Ghost, God and Lord. That is the hymn selected for this coming Sunday, which is Pentecost. And can you guess who wrote this hymn? Martin Luther did. In fact, it's among several hymns by Martin Luther that were originally Latin chants. In this case, it's an antiphon for Vespers of the Vigil of Pentecost, approved the German version and added two additional, his version, First appeared in fifteen twenty four. At first glance the hymn appears to consist of disconnected statements about the Holy Spirit. Yet these phrases by a common thread Jesus Christ. This is the hymn of the day for the day of Smith. Do you enjoy this hymn? Yes, it's a good hymn. Did, did,
2: did Luther ever write a bad hymn? I mean, it's, it's, I'll, I'll say this: it's not it's not my favorite Pentecost hymn. I think my favorite one is uh, "Creator Spirit" by whose uh, Creator Spirit by whose? How's that go? <laughs> Word. I Can't think. Creator Spirit by, by whose? whose, whose... The words, the world's foundation, for verse was laid. Yes, that's my favorite hymn, but this is a good one too. And I would say this: Yes, the three verses. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Uh, but um, I've already kind of done some thinking about the three main, the three main thrusts of these three stanzas.
0: Yes, um, there's a different beginning in each one. So why don't, without you, uh, go way? Catherine Winkworth was involved in the translation of this hymn, also.
2: Yeah, did, Lu- did Luther write the first stanza? I have a no- note here at the bottom of the page in the hymnal that says he he has he did stanzas two and three, but I wondered if he wrote the first one.
0: No, stanza one was the Latin, remember?
2: Okay. Okay. All right. And well, I'll go ahead and added read that.
0: I stanzas two and. Th- I okay, should. Okay, let me try Very it again. Very good. Stanza one. It- Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Stanza one was the original. was the original Latin, and then Luther added two. I see. So let's go ahead with the first verse.
2: Okay, Tom. Come Holy Ghost, God and Lord, with all your graces now outpoured on each believer's mind and heart, your fervent love to them impart, Lord, by the brightness of your light, In holy faith, your church unite from every land and every tongue. This to your praise, O Lord, our God, be sung. Alleluia, alleluia.
0: There are not too many alleluias for you in this hymn, is there?
2: No, not too many. Those are are plenty, though.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Two at the end of each stanza. So the first one starts. Come, Holy Ghost. Now, who is God and Lord?
2: Come, Holy Ghost, God and Lord. Well, that uh, that's what the Holy Ghost is. He is he is uh, coequal with the Father and the Son. He's uh, he's a distinct person of the Trinity, but he is nevertheless. True God and also true Lord
0: that's correct at first glance when I read it, I thought it was come and God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ uh-huh. but I think you are can- correct that the holy ghost
2: uh I can see how you would think that, but I do think it's uh it's attributing. God godhead uh, it's it's attributing uh divinity and also lordship to God the Holy Spirit.
0: They're telling us we have a problem in coming through?
2: Yes, yeah, yeah you break up a little, Tom. I I, I I don't think it's I don't think it's my phone, but uh uh I I I, I don't hear you all the time. My wife tells me he she thinks okay. it's, it's your it's on your end. Well, you can't tell.
0: With all your graces now outpoured, what are his graces?
2: I would say forgiveness of sin, life, and salvation. I would say that sums up that those graces. Forgiveness of sin, life, and salvation. Mm-hmm.
0: Going on, with all your graces now outpoured, what was the graces... I, I would sum
2: them up uh, forgiveness of sin, life, and salvation,
0: yes, on each believer's mind and heart, your fervent love to them in part. when did that occur
2: on each believer's mind and heart, your fervent when the when the gospel at conversion or baptism,
0: yes, I would say baptism because. That is when the Holy Spirit is promised. There is a very interesting gospel reading for this Sunday. It's very short. I want to read it. It's about Jesus talking about the coming of the Holy Spirit. It's in John 7, verse 37. On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. For as yet the Spirit had not been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. So what does that mean, that he was not yet glorified?
2: Uh, I would say after his his resurrection. Yeah, I would say. After his resurrection and also his ascension, would you say, too, after his ascension?
0: Yes, that's when he was glorified. Uh Because at that point, he was sitting at the right hand of God. And would you agree with me that all the characteristics of the divinity are now also in the humanity? Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So Jesus in his humanity knows all things. He's all powerful and he is everywhere. And that makes a big difference when we have the Lord's Supper, because that is receiving the very body and blood of Jesus Christ. That is right. Okay, yeah, you
2: know, that passage, that passage you just read, Tom, also reminds me of his uh, of the account of Jesus uh at at the Samaritan woman at the well. Remember yes. he said um he said
0: uh I have water that will well up to eternal life and you will never be thirsty. That's right. And she says, "Well, give me some of that water." That's and right. Of course, he's referring to his presence and the the water that occurred at the cross when when did water when was that mentioned at the cross
2: uh when the uh when the soldier pierced his
0: side and out Excellent. flowed water and blood yes and that wasn't known until later that that proves a man has died when yes. you have that distinction between the water and the blood
2: that's right coagulation so, of the of the fluids right
0: the text says lord by the brightness of your light in holy faith your church unite what's the brightness of the light referring to
2: the brightness of your light, the the light of the gospel?
0: Yes, yes, and specifically, it's all about Jesus.
2: Yeah, he's the light of the world.
0: Yes, and in holy faith, the church does unite. From every land, from every tongue, this to your praise, O oh Lord, our God, be sung. So that's praising the Holy Spirit, correct?
2: Yes. Uh, and isn't it interesting that it it uh, it hits on uh, mission work right off the bat in that first stanza?
0: Yes. In fact, um, some churches have a Pentecost Eve worship service. That would be on Saturday night. Uh, I'm not having any at my four places. Did you ever have yours at your church?
2: Uh, I've never had a Pentecost Eve service, but uh, yeah, of course, uh, Pentecost Sunday is uh, it, it's that's the way that's uh, that's the time that we uh, we acknowledge
0: that. Well, there's fact, a collect uh, yeah. for that Pentecost Eve, and it's found here in our hymnal. Would you read that? Oh, yes, I see it.
2: Almighty and ever-living God, you fulfilled your promise by sending the gift of the Holy Spirit to unite disciples of all nations in the cross and resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ. By the preaching of the gospel, spread this gift to the ends of the earth. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Yeah, that's a wonderful uh, colic, isn't it?
0: It really shows the purpose of the Holy Spirit. And that is to proclaim Christ. And you already mentioned it. And the gospel. The whole mission. Yes. And that's... all the ends of the earth. Yeah. All right, I'll read stanza two. Okay. Come holy light, guide divine, now cause the word of life to shine. Teach us to know our God aright and call him Father with delight. From error, every error keep us free. Let none but Christ our master be that we in living faith abide in him, our Lord with all our might confide. Alleluia. Alleluia. Now that stanza has all three persons of the Trinity mentioned.
2: Right. And I would say this is the, this is the second thrust of this hymn. The first one had to do with, uh, All your graces now are outpoured upon us. Forgiveness of sin, life, and salvation. The second one, I think, has to do with increasing and strengthening our faith.
0: Yes. If we're talking about the uses of the law, you're really talking about the third use, which is information from God as to how to behave. It doesn't save us. Because we can't even do that until we are totally saved, but it is the life of sanctification that's being talked about here. Because we're asking the Holy Spirit teach us to know our God a right. Well, what does a right mean?
2: No, Tom. I'll tell you. If I if I could differ with you on this, I think I think uh, teaching us uh, in service. I think the importance of of uh increasing our service with the help of the Holy Spirit, I think that's really reserved for this for the third stanza. This is to strengthen us in the faith and to keep us to keep us faithful to our Lord Jesus in every way to protect us from error. Would't you agree?
0: Well, how are we protected from error to keep us free?
2: By uh, by uh, strengthening in us in God's Word.
0: Yes, that, that's the next line. That we in living faith abide in Him, our Lord, with all our might, confide. So you don't see this so much as sanctification, but the results of justification.
2: Well, I think it's part of sanctification in the wider sense, but um, but I I see the emphasis of a life of service, asking the Holy Ghost to to uh, strengthen us in a life of service. Uh, I see that more in the final stanza, in the third stanza.
0: All right. Why don't you go ahead and read that, please? Okay. Come holy
2: fire, comfort true. Grant us the will your work to do, and in your service to abide. Let trials Turn us not aside. Lord, by your power, prepare each heart, and to our weakness, strength impart, that bravely here we may contend through life and death to you, our Lord, ascend.
0: Alleluia, alleluia. Yes, I think you're correct there, that that's more the life of sanctification. It's interesting you talked about three themes or so the first one is holy ghost then holy light and holy fire where does that term fire come from in the bible well we
2: think of the we think of the tongues uh like flame does it say like flame or the tongues of flame that uh were poured out upon uh the disciples uh the followers of Jesus on that day of Pentecost, that's what yes. I think of when i when I think of the fire
0: well here's in you're very correct there It's verse three when the disciples hear a rushing wind, which is also a word for spirit, right. filled the entire house where they were sitting, and divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And then they began to speak in other tongues. Now there are some churches that believe those other tongues are some form of angelic gibberish that another person has to interpret when a person speaks. Is that correct? No, I believe those
2: uh, the the gifts of of the tongues was that the people could hear the gospel in their own language. That yes. Those, those followers were speaking uh in different languages which they had not known until then. You know what else is interesting about this, Tom. I think a lot of the old artwork tends to show just the disciples i mean just the the apostles as having those tongues like flame i think um I think it's become more and more evident to us uh and through artwork as well that those those Tongues like flames settled upon all the followers. In fact I didn't see the disciples depicting
0: Huh All yes, the Disciples. Well, we're, all, we're all we're all his disciples, we're all his followers. No, no, only believers are. Uh right,
2: correct. That is correct, right. Uh but you know, when you think of all those languages yes. that they spoke in, there are many more languages than just twelve.
0: Well, Peter does a sermon. He says, from Joel, he's quoting, In the last days it shall be God declares that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Now, does that mean women can become pastors? No, but I have seen artwork
2: that depicts those flames settling on the heads of the women, as well as even youngsters.
0: What does it mean for a woman to prophesy then? What will we be regarded as? Uh, Well, certainly uh, sharing the gospel. Yes. Did your mother share the gospel with you? Absolutely. Yes. And... You know, we all had Sunday school teachers. Were the majority of the Sunday school teachers that you had and I had, were they men or were they women?
2: Uh, I had some men teachers, but I also had some women teachers. Exactly.
0: And so preaching there means simply speaking the word of God and helping their children understand it. And, of course, many women talk with each other and counsel one another, and a lot of times that can be done with the message of Jesus Christ without being a pastor. Right. So that's a good point that you make up. A lot of people don't realize that, that it was not just the apostles, but also the disciples. Remember... Jesus had many disciples who right. followed him, and remember, Matthias was one of those chosen to replace Judas. That is right. And so, I think I think it's an important
2: point that uh, that is dis- there's a the wider circle of disciples. You, we think of the apostles, we think of them when we think of the disciples, but there's a, it's actually a wider circle of his followers.
0: Exactly including Uh, us. I'll, I'll bet you Mary and Martha had a lot to say to the people after the resurrection of Lazarus because they had been taught by Jesus. I'll bet that's true, too. You bet. So that's our goal for this Pentecost, to help our congregation understand, as you so well said, also the ministry of serving one another. And we're going to be taking a look at that, preaching on it, using the text and the hymn, Come Holy Ghost, God and Lord. Thanks so very much for helping us with that, Pastor Smith. God bless you.